Welcome to the Cap City Outfitters podcast. Um, this is episode 20. You've got Chris and Brian. Uh, today we're going to discuss uh, putting red dots on pistols, kind of our learning experiences doing it ourselves, um, how to get the most out of it. Um, yeah, they're cool. Chris is ridiculously fast with one. Yeah. Um, and stupid accurate with it too. Uh, so I'll let him kind of dive into things. Yeah, so we'll start off with if you have a handgun, um, put a red dot pistol on it. Well, thanks for tuning in, guys. I appreciate it. That's pretty much everything. Now, uh, the red dot is on the handgun. Um, guys, my my age bracket puts me somewhere between 40 and 50 and probably closer to 50. Um, a couple years ago, I started experiencing near vision issues, which I've never had. Um, I've never been able to see a distance. I've worn corrective lenses for distance my entire life. Um, about two years ago, things up close got kind of fuzzy. Um, you know, the whole you go to... The restaurant with your with your dad or your granddad and he has the his arms aren't long enough to read the menu i'm getting close to that front sight became a little fuzzy uh couldn't focus on it real well had always kind of poo-pooed red dots on handguns um kind of like you know tv this will never catch on kind of deal um here we are about six months ago eight months ago eight months ago about eight months ago uh, i put an rmr on a uh Grey Ghost Precision top end on a Glock bottom end, customed out by uh, Monsoon. Um, the, the, I, I, I'm not giving this gun up ever, unless there's a better mousetrap that comes along at some point. Um, it, it, I, I will say this, so the red dot allows you to do things more precisely and a little more quickly because you're target focused. You are looking at what you want to shoot, not trying to get that hard front sight focus and giving up a little bit of what you see on the target. Um, so having said that, we'll, we'll kind of delve a little bit into the details of it, but I, I love it. Um, it, it really helps me, um, drawbacks to the red dot. If there were any drawbacks to the red dot might be learning curve. Um, everybody told me, Hey, you put a red dot on your handgun. You're going to need a thousand draw strokes before you pick the dot up very well, blah, 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 blah. I've been shooting and carrying Glock 19 since 1993. Um, for me, the learning curve was almost accidental. Um, I put it on the gun. The night I happened to put it on the gun, we were doing a lot of really up-close contact distance, um, close quarters shooting drills, and just happened to extend a couple targets out of distance, took those shots without even really thinking about it, just put the dot on the target and went on. And it was an epiphany kind of moment. Um, I, I absolutely love it. So if you're putting it on a gun or a system you've not run, uh, maybe that you don't have a ton of experience with. Like I said, I've been carrying G19s specifically for a very long time. Um, you know, if you were a Smith guy or whatever guy and you went to Glock and put a red dot on right off the bat, yeah, you're going to have to learn how to pick that front sight up and how to find it. Not a big deal. It's a reps conversation. Um, the only other drawback I can think of for a red dot, and this is anecdotal, this is not something I've experienced yet, although we have shot in the rain a fair amount. Um, I hear guys talking about rain getting into the optic and getting in, covering the emitter. Not that it's not waterproof, but the emitter getting enough water in it that it kind of blurs out the emitter and doesn't let it project an actual dot onto the window. Um, as a concealed carry person, um, I'm not terribly concerned about that because my gun's not likely coming out for an extended period of time. It's going to be concealed on my person, underneath clothing, etc., and protected from that. And if I need to draw it, if I get hit by that one magic raindrop, then I'll use my iron sights that are still on the gun. Um, might be a consideration for duty use. If you're a police officer and you're going to carry the gun in a holster open, 
um, and the site's not covered up you know, perfectly or the gun could potentially get wet because you're stuck direct in traffic for half an hour before you have to shoot somebody. Uh, maybe a concern. Um, soldiers and stuff like that, I'm not even going to speak to that. Um, that's, that's out of my lane, but man, there sure do seem to be a lot of go-fast guys with, with little dotty type things on top of their handguns nowadays. So um, I, th I think I'll let those guys choose what they want to do and not tell them whether they're right or wrong. So, um, so those are the, the cons that I can think of. The pros, I, I don't even, I, I can't say enough good things about it. Um, it allows me to get the gun out, get the dot on the target, and if I don't screw up the trigger press, everything else is easy. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I love it. Um, I, I'll, I'm going to let Brian comment on his recent experiences as well um, and, and just see if there's anything you want to add to that, and then we'll talk about some of the concerns, uh, you know, technical issues around it, that kind of thing. Yeah. That's cool. Uh, I spent the last two of my training sessions uh, running an RMR on a Glock 19, um, another... Um, RMR plus Grey Ghost Precision Slide plus G19 Bottom. Um, things I found was that presentation matters. Um, yes. Getting the, the gun lined up squarely um, with the target matters. Um, just having, I don't want to say there, it's a parallax issue, but you've got to get the dot centered in the window. Yep. Um, and then ha keeping all of that you know, centered up on the target uh, running where you really see the, the improvement with the dot is past 10 yards. True. Um, at that point, it's like, oh, I put I put the dot where I want the bullets to go, and I pull the trigger, and I repeat as necessary. Yeah, and I'll, I will throw out just as a current, a recent example to that. Um, we started off doing just five-yard um, draw and make a hit for time kind of drills on a 12-inch steel plate um, with a group of guys. Um, at, at five yards and even at 10 yards to some extent, I'm not using the red dot. Uh, at five yards, I'm not using anything other than the force. I've shot the gun enough times at 15 feet um, to shoot a 12-inch steel plate with nothing but body index. I can literally do it with my eyes closed. So at those kind of distances, you're not really using the dot per se. You might be using the shape of the gun. You might be using the window or the shoulders on the window on an RMR to bracket the target. For me, at that distance, I'm just extending and striking the trigger. Um, at 10 yards, I'm looking for maybe a little bit of the front sight, and in this case, mm. I'm looking for the window wrapped around whatever it is I'm pointing the gun at, because I've got enough body index and enough experience with the system that I don't really have to put much thought into it at those kind of distances. At 15, 20, and 25 yards, my times didn't change much because aligning the gun was really easy. You put the dot on the target and press the trigger, so if your draw stroke to presentation, like Brian just said, is consistent, and solid, then it's going to go where you need it to go, and it just makes it a lot easier. Sorry for interrupting. So. Uh, no, I think that that's really helpful. Uh, one of the drills we shot uh, on one of the days was one of the day spalding uh, rectangles and circles targets. So it was shooting three by five cards at five, ten, fifteen, fifty feet, or five, five, ten, fifteen yards, and then fifteen feet, uh, and that's where having the dot like really yeah. made a difference in being able to keep things lined up yeah. um being able to focus on the target um uh, again because the with the red dot we're not we don't have three focal planes to keep our eyes bouncing between yeah we just have one and that's the target um made a really big difference yeah um, and, it, and again at that front sight focal plane if you don't see the front sight clearly because of physiological issues because you're getting older or whatever um it 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 just it makes a significant difference yeah yeah so very very cool 
Um, dots on handguns. Uh, we have a lot of guys, you know, are saying, well, for my first dot on a handgun, I'm going to go cheap and buy something inexpensive and try it out and see if I like it or not. Generally, that's two or three hundred bucks you could have put toward an RMR or potentially an SRO or an ACRO as they come out if they turn out to be everything we think they're going to be. Um, it, it, I guess that's fine. It's your money. It's a, that, that's your thing. You're not going to get any dollars out of that cheapy red dot if you do go to sell it um, on the secondary market. Um, and if you're going to carry the gun with an optic on it, the RMR, specifically the 06 Type 2, is, is by far and away the best choice out there at this exact moment. Um, I, I'm not going to throw the Acro into this mix, even though I do like the idea of a closed emitter system that eliminates the possibility of getting that magic dropper ring we talked about on the emitter and making it less than functional. Um, the Acro looks like a mailbox sitting on top of the gun. It is not aesthetically pleasing, but I would likely be putting it on a Glock anyway, so who cares? Um, but having said that, we'll wait to we'll wait for the proof and the pudding on the Acro. I'm, I'm pretty sure it's going to be a, a great choice, especially for those guys wearing an optic for duty. Um, but right now, for concealed carry, the RMR, especially again, specifically the 06 Type 2 is the way to go. It's an auto-adjust reticle. It's a 3.25 MOA dot. Uh, the auto-adjust system works really, really well for carry. Um, if you're target shooting or running games and stuff like that, tweak the dot to where you want it visibly. Um, but if you're carrying it every day, the 06's auto-adjust tends to put the dot a bump or two brighter than you'd probably want it, but you're not going to miss it. Um, from a durability standpoint, the design of the RMR allows it to potentially be dropped on the top of the optic and, and the way it's designed, it, it sheds that impact around the frame of the optic and not through the glass and, and generally seems to tolerate significant abuse very well. And then we're hearing two years of battery life on auto settings. Um, if it's in the dark, it's off. So if it's under your shirt, it's off. A lot of the other optics out there right now are motion sensitive. They have some, some type of motion sensor in them. So if you're wearing it and you're moving, it's on. If it's in your car and it's turned off, but your car's moving, it's on. Um, so I don't know what battery looks like on those. And we know that durability, even on some really great competition optics like the Leupold, uh, you know, we sell the Leupold uh, dot optics here. Um, but even on those, the durability is less than stellar. It's not going to take a beating from that perspective. Um, lastly, from a durability conversation, uh, the ability to rack the weapon, clear malfunctions one-handed, and things of that nature. Um, all the things I would do to my Trigicon night sights on my gun, I would do to my Trigicon RMR on my gun and have. Um, clearing malfunctions, reloading the gun one-handed, you catch that sight on your holster, uh, car bumper, the bad guy's teeth, whatever. I have no hesitation doing that with the RMR. And if over the course of two or three or four or five years, it, it scratches the crap out of the lens and need to replace it, it's a consumable item. That's where I'm at with it. Yeah. Yeah. And I will, I will say the RMR body makes it really easy to do malfunction clearing stuff. Yep. Um, dramatically easier than just using the rear sights on the pistol. Yep. Yes, indeed. So, yeah. So, like I said, if you're kicking around the RMR or kicking around the dot optic on a handgun, um, you know, suggestion from, from me is going to be jump in with both feet, go buy the good one, get the RMR 06 Type 2 or the SRO as it proves itself or the Acro as it proves itself, or if you just love that big window and you're willing to take your chances with durability, maybe the Leupold Delta Point Pro, um, but just understand the limitations and the advantages of whatever system it is you choose to go with, 
um, and and know those, live with them, train to them, and, and press on. So, um, some of the details around putting the RMR on the weapon itself. Um, you know, you're you're going to need a gun that allows the optic to interface with the slide, and you can go buy a Glock MOS system, and that is not a bad way to get into this system. Again, if you're looking to test drive from a perspective of you have a lot of options. If you're the guy who's just going to go buy a cheapie and throw it on something, the MOS allows you to do that. Um, a number of other manufacturers have similar type made up systems, but I don't think they're quite as versatile as the MOS. But if you're not a Glock guy, no big deal. Pretty much everybody's doing some type of optic cut on a handgun. Um, the only disadvantage to some of the existing optic cuts is that there's an interface plate that generally requires that optic to sit significantly higher than having just a slide cut for that specific optic, whatever it is you choose. Um, if, if you have an interface plate, oftentimes the height occludes your sights on the gun so you can't see your iron sights or can't see them enough to be effective. So bear that in mind as you're chasing some of these things down. The MOS was designed as a competition platform, not as a carry platform. Not to say that it won't do it admirably, you just may need to look at even taller suppressor height sights than just standard suppressor height sights. Um, the, the option of getting the slide cut is my preference. Um, it just so happened for me that I had access to a Gregor's precision slide that was already cut for an RMR um, from one of our vendors, so I jumped on that to test drive it as well. And I've, I've got nothing but positive things to say about getting that optic down in the slide. On the Grey Ghost, be, uh, be advised, you will need some manner of impact device, be gentle, um, to mount your optic because it fits in the cut extremely tightly. Um, so, you know, as you're looking around to see who does that kind of work, um, there are some really good places to do that type of fitment and that type of modification to your firearm. Um, we've got Cutter Machine here locally in Johnstown, does really solid work. We've seen a fair amount of it. Um, you know, if you're, if, you, if you're looking at other places, I think Jaegerworks has a pretty good reputation. They're out of Michigan. ATEI, ATEI does really solid work, and they've been doing it for a long time, too. Um, but, you know, I'm kind of a, if you can keep it local, keep it local kind of guy. So, yeah. Yeah, to add, having that really tight interface by having the slide cut specifically for the optic, also reduces wear and tear on the optic because there's no room for that optic to bounce around under recoil yeah it's not beating itself silly so um the last thing i'll throw out there if you're mounting the optic do a little bit of research um, some of the trigicon optics require some accessories like a mounting kit um, the trigicon has an o-ring that seals on the bottom on a lot of guns that o-ring is actually outside the width of the slide um, so if you mount that, you'll want to get whatever device you need to make sure that your optic is sealed up and isn't going to let moisture in from a different angle than you're expecting. Um, we're talking about a $20 part, so don't, don't skip on that. Don't skimp on that either. Um, but yeah, so I'm, like I said, I, I, I really honestly couldn't be any more pro red dot. Um, maybe if I ever have one fail or find a situation where it doesn't do what I want it to, um, you know, I, I'll, I'll change my opinion on that. Um, but right now, I'm, I'm in that lane big time. Cool. Yeah. Um, red Dot's good for everyone, uh, especially good for those of you guys who need, if you're, if you're carrying cheaters to read menus and your cell phone and whatnot, um, a Red Dot for concealed carry is definitely something you want to start thinking about if you haven't already. Yep. Cool. Uh, thanks, everybody, for joining. Uh, Cap City Outfitters. 4465 Cemetery Road in Hilliard. Come see us.
See ya.